JBNI Show Podcast. I'm your host, the Firehawk. Isaac Firehawk Middleton here. <laughs> Today's show is being sponsored by the testresults.com. The testresults.com offer DNA genetic cancer screening to those who qualify and have a strong family background of cancer. There are several cancers that can be hereditary. So yes, those cancers can be inherited. Their DNA testing allows the doctors to take a closer look at your gene mutation to label out any risk factors of inheriting the same type of cancers. Okay? And yes, yes, the testresults.com will help you detect these cancers early. Early detection, folks, that is the key. You know what I'm saying? All right, yes. And I'm chilling out here today with Jonesy. Jonesy, say something, man. <laughs> hey, Mr. Fox, how you doing? <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Hey, 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 Fox, you know, we gots to talk about Supergirl. I think it's one of the most underrated shows on today's market, and we need to check it out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Mr. Firehawk. What do you think? Yo, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, Absolutely. But before we go there, let's go ahead and do our honorable mentions. Our mentions for the day. We have the month of June, you know what I'm saying? And for everybody that's celebrating a birthday in June, happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. All right, Jonesy. All right. Okay, so now um, let's let's talk about Supergirl. Um, Supergirl on the CW. I'm, I'm referring to this the TV show, um, and I I think it's it, it's really good. I really do like it, and I, I I'm really uh, pleased with uh, this last season of how they done it and everything. And and they brought in John Jones, John Jones' father. So you got a uh, look into the Martian Manhunter's uh, background and how he done done things, uh, and and how you know what he was responsible for when he was trying to become a man of peace. But he's not a man of peace, and he had to figure that out for himself. He tried to adhere to what his father uh, said or what he perceived his father said. You know, now there was one point in there uh, that I thought that they kind of steered away from because originally he was supposed to be channeling his father's uh spirit so that he can talk with him but then at the end of the show i guess they kind of steered away from that because his father was like oh well this is just an inner projection of how you see me type of a thing so they that went away from you know him actually speaking to his father and it was all in the uh same series of episodes you know um but outside of that, I thought they done it really good, you know, 
uh, a really good job with the Martian Manhunter and, and his father and, and their um, camaraderie together, as well as telling a little bit of the history of the uh, the Green Martians and everything like that. And uh, him taking the scrolls back, you know, and, and putting it in the desert and everything like that. I was like, wow, okay, all right. And I think he left the staff too. I believe he did leave that staff as well. So that was something, you know what I'm saying? So if you haven't watched Supergirl, especially this last season, definitely check it out. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a uh, clone of Supergirl, which they got it. And Lex Luthor, of all people, got a hold of the clone. So that is definitely going to be a thorn in Supergirl's side. I'm just saying. Lex Luthor ain't no joke. He's extremely intelligent, as he always was, uh, is in the comic books, you know, even the cartoon. Um, and he's fighting against Supergirl. Uh, Superman is off planet or off world right now. Um, and Lex Luthor still have a, a diabolical scheme to kill Superman. That's his that's his major thing. And one thing uh, which is always true is is uh, he hates Kryptonians. He absolutely hate Kryptonian. So uh, if you remember that fact, him dealing with the clone will be self-explained throughout the entire process, but he will use it uh, to a means to his end, you know, to a mean to an end. But he doesn't like any Kryptonians. Okay, but definitely check out the Supergirl TV show on the CW. It's awesome. Um, moving into the Green Arrow really quick before we talk about the gist of today. Oh my God. Uh, Stephen Amell announced that, you know, the Green Arrow, the Green Arrow is going away. All right. Um, he, he 10 seasons and they're going to be done. And I even believe that they're going to kill off the Green Arrow. Um, and is, is he the Green Arrow show brought in and made possible for all these other shows, you know, to be on the CW because he was had the Green Arrow from the Green Arrow, you had the CW. You see what I'm saying? From the Green Arrow, you had um, what is it? DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and you had Supergirl. You know, which was from a different verse, but you know they linked it up and everything like that. But I mean, all of this was possible because of the Green Arrow, and now the Green Arrow is going away. You know what I'm saying? So big ups to you. It was it was excellent run uh season series i think it was very well done you know they had to juggle a little bit throughout the the course of time because uh you don't want they didn't want to use the same characters that uh were being used in the movie so if they use the character in the movie they couldn't use it on the show type of a thing and the same thing was chose true for most uh tv shows so they kind of have to operate between the raindrops. <laughs> so big ups to you, Green Arrow. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I think the Green Arrow is going to die in this one because he saved Supergirl and the Flash in their previous uh, crossover uh, evolution with the Beyonder. And I think he got he to gotta kind of pay the piper. You know, he's definitely going to die, you know. But because of his death, the Green Arrow wife and daughter and all the other heroes are going to live. So 
Yes, a needed sacrifice type of a thing. That's how they setting it up. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. So definitely check that out. All right, so now let's let's get to what we're what this whole thing is about. We're gonna talk about in game. You know what I'm saying? Is it over? Is this it? I mean, are they gonna move? Do some more, or is they just gonna be like done with it? You know, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about in game? Because now that in game is out, you know, don't forget spoiler alert. If you hadn't seen it, uh, they're coming out with alternate endings, uh, alternate possibility endings, deleted scenes, all of that stuff is coming out. So if you're going to check out the behind the scenes and all these other extra additives, yeah, definitely check it out. It's worth checking because some simple change can change the whole ending. You know what I mean? And they established the different scenarios for the time. So it's not like the Back to Future time. It just basically, it splits off into its own verse type of a thing, you know, which was actually explained by the Ancient One and everything to uh, David Banner in Endgame. And um, my take on it, I thought it was really, it was done really well. I really do think it was done really well. They brought back everybody that wanted to bring back. I don't think that they're going to bring back the Black Widow, even though she has another movie coming up. I believe that the movie is going to be like a prequel uh, to her and basically her um, origin story. That's what I'm thinking. And so I think the Black Widow herself is going to remain dead. Uh, They brought back Gamora, you know, from five years ago, whatever, they, you know, and um, even though the previous sister uh nebula died the original uh not the original but the older version she's still alive and because the previous one died the the older one didn't die because it was split off into two different uh universes so that's how they're working it <clears throat> so uh i did say spoiler alert so if we got to that part i already mentioned several spoilers already <laughs> getting ready to mention some more spoilers um you know, I thought it was funny. It was funny to me because all of the heroes, except for Tony Stark, all of the heroes had some type of trauma or something they had to deal with because of the snap. All of the heroes, except for Tony Stark. He's the only hero who actually had a normal life because of the snap. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So he has a family, he has a kid, you know what I'm saying? But all these other guys, uh, Hawkeye, go crazy because his family snapped out of existence. You know, Captain America dealing with depression, Thor dealing with depression, you know, and confidence issues. You know, he become fat Thor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, all of that, you know, so it's, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, and... It was a total of three snaps. I don't think everybody realized it was three snaps, not two. And it was discussed, which is this is a prequel spoiler for Spider-Man. But we're actually going to talk more about it in the the next JB&I show. But um, because of the snaps, it tears a hole into fabric and time. But that's what um, Mysterio said. But we really can't take Mysterio for his word because he's historically a villain. And I don't know if they're going to make him an anti-hero for this one. So, But he could be lying is what I'm getting at. 
But uh, to a certain extent, I think he could be telling the truth about that, but lying about other stuff. But uh, so because it does kind of make sense that, you know, when Thanos snapped his snap, you know, it tore a hole in the multiverse. And then uh, Banner snapped, that's two, to bring everybody back. And then Tony Stark snapped, that's three, to kill Thanos and his armies. So, and Tony Stark died. Remember, I did say spoiler, okay? Now, I'm not going to end there. That is my take on Endgame. Uh, leave your comments below. But I got a friend of mine, Adam, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself, and he's going to talk about Endgame, okay? Uh, welcome him to the JB and I show. Adam, Adam, you know what I'm saying? Holla, holla at your brother, you know what I'm saying? All right, now. Let's see what you got. My name is Adam Kromacho, and I'm an actor, writer, and independent director based here in Los Angeles, California. I, like millions of others around the world, am a huge fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and after 11 years and countless hours in the theater dedicating myself to this franchise of movies, I feel that Avengers Endgame was just such a phenomenal finale. Um, now spoilers will follow and a few things that I have to say, so just a fair warning. Uh, the first thing I really loved is how well it was put together and edited and paced for a three hour film. A lot of this is reflective in the fact that I'm sure everyone was training their bodies and bladders to sit through this movie without having to go to the bathroom, because I feel every moment of this film means something. You can never walk out or step away or look away even because everything that happens serves such a purpose. Um, it's amazing. I loved the story behind it. I love how it started with Hawkeye and he was given such a purpose because he lost his family when Thanos snapped his fingers. I love how he becomes this vigilante assassin and he's recruited back into the Avengers to just have such a purpose in the film. Uh, it's amazing to me. Um, I really, really love the surprises that the film brought. Two in particular were Overweight Thor. That was just fun to watch the whole way through. I like Lebowski Thor a lot. And I like this new version of the Hulk we saw where he's able to balance out his brawn and his brains. Um, it was super entertaining. I love how they brought Ant-Man back and concluded what happened in the uh, post credit scene of Ant-Man and the Wasp and how much of a purpose he was able to serve in this mission that they had. And then now we get to the two big things that happened. Uh, the first being the death of Tony Stark. Something that I had a feeling would happen because Robert Downey Jr. had said that Iron Man 3 would probably be his last, you know, standalone Iron Man film. And uh, I felt he was given a great finale. You're able to see how much of a heart he had and how much of a purpose he served in all of this. And his farewell was just beautiful. I thought that funeral scene was really moving. I was holding back tears. A few definitely came out, and it was just a beautiful moment for his ending as a character. The other thing I really loved was the ending they gave to Steve Rogers. Um, in the Captain America films, and with that character in general, uh, one of the big things that was uh, going on is that you could tell he was holding in quite a bit of sadness for the fact that he could never live his life out with Agent Peggy Carter. I love when they go to 1970s New Jersey, and he's looking through the window, and he sees her. And then at the end, he's able to use time travel to go and live his life out with her. I thought that final shot in the film where they're dancing together was just beautiful. And it was such a great final scene in the film. 
I love that he handed the shield over to the Falcon and pretty much implied that he would become the next Captain America. And with this Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show coming on Disney Plus um, when that launches, I think it's going to build up a lot to what will happen with those characters in the future of the MCU. Um, going back to Tony Stark, um, I really love that he had that moment of embrace with Peter Parker, Spider-Man, uh, during the final battle. Um, it really kind of gave Peter Parker a father figure that he never had, and then also gave Tony Stark, you know, more of a parental presence in the film and showed how he's able to be such a great mentor and a great person to this young soul in the film. Something else um, that I can really note uh, that was excellent was how it was able to balance such a serious, deep tone, but also have the right amount of humor throughout the film. The whole sequence where they're going back to different time periods to get the Infinity Stones are just great. The film really picked up there, and I just loved it. Um, you know, the first two hours of the film are very dialogue driven and detail how they're coming up with this time heist and what they're going to do. And then the last hours, this epic battle where everyone comes back and, you know, is just amazing. The ladies got that awesome moment and everyone was just given such a purposeful moment. I like how it's setting up things for future movies in this universe, especially the fact that it looks like we're going to have Thor teaming up with the Guardians of the Galaxy to go find Gamora. And it's just awesome. The Guardians of the Galaxy are my favorite movies in this franchise, and I really look forward to seeing what's going to happen with the third film. And, you know, I feel that uh, Kevin Feig, the producer of these movies, and uh, the directors, Anthony and Joe Russo, who did uh, these uh, last two Avengers movies, just really gave us so much to love and appreciate uh, in this. They, you can really tell that they value their fans and want to give them the best film possible. And we got that with Endgame. It was fantastic. I look forward to seeing what the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe has to offer. And honestly, even after two viewings, I want to go back and watch Avengers Endgame a third time. All right. All right. Again, again, I am the Firehawk. Isaac Firehawk Middleton here, the JB and I show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the show is sponsor sponsored by the testresults.com. Sponsored by the testresults.com. You know what I'm saying? They offer DNA genetic cancer screening to those who qualify and have a strong family background of cancer. These guys are awesome. Definitely check it out. It's the testresults.com. You know what I mean? So check these guys out. They're awesome. And they can detect early detection is the key, guys. Early detection is the key. You know, and they use DNA testing to allow the doctors to take a closer look at your gene, uh, your genes, your, your mutation, you know, uh, to label out any risk factors of inheriting the same type of cancers that, you know, your loved ones have in the past, if it's hereditary, you know, so you can nip it in the bud, as it say, you know, and that's the testresults.com. All right, y'all, you know what I mean? And this has been another segment of the JB and I show episode three. 0319 y'all you know what i mean so stay tuned we're going to be talking about spider-man we're going to be talking about battle angel and we're going to throw some other stuff up in there we're going to talk about it as well love you holla and take care <laughs>
You are listening to I, Middleton, 